Okay, boys, take one. Take off your clothes and draw a cross on your forehead. You're listening to the Charles Manson Boys. PJ, oh. I just want to make sure. I'm sorry. Just, I want to doubly make sure. Yeah. You know, it was a swastika on his forehead, right? Not a not a cross. We'll get into it. I mean, but just no. We'll get into the it. The man had a swastika on his head. Well, we'll get into it. All right. We're talking about Charles Manson. We're talking about Charles way. Manson today on the Beach Boys. Boys. I am PJ, and I. I'm forced to say that I'm Pete by legal obligation for the yeah. contract we signed at the beginning of this show. I think Peter didn't realize he didn't want to do this episode until about five seconds ago. PJ freaked me out with a whole bunch of YouTube links he sent me of Charles Manson songs, which I don't think I want in my watch history at all. Yeah. It's very disturbing. But for those Beach Boys nerds, we are playing the Beach Boys version of a Charles Manson song right now. So which we will get into. The bed. Yeah, So, but I'm... Like currently going into my YouTube profile to delete that from my history because that's fair. There's gonna I be a lot need, more. I well, I feel like you could probably play them if you wanted. Here, it, no, it doesn't work Take on my, off my thing. Oh, it doesn't. It God. doesn't. Cause I damn it. Cause I'm. <laughs> I have to do yeah. it after the episode's over. All right, fine. Okay, that's cool. I'll just be a Charlie Manson head for one show. I guess. You're part of the Manson family. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Sure. Why not? I thought so. Yeah. All right. Well, so this episode is taking a little bit of a turn, aside from the fact that we're talking about Charles Manson. Yeah. Um, and not just the. Be- we will be talking about the Beach Boys at some point. At some point, they yeah. will show up. Uh, but I just wanted to let people know this show usually has a very established order, and that's purposeful. And it is. What is it, Peter? They, uh, Peter, what is it? PJ is stirring his beer for some reason with his finger. There's no, there's nothing in there. He needs to stir around. He just needs to stick his finger in his beer, and it's pretty gross looking, honestly. Um, so, um, uh, but uh, uh, contrary to the usual way in which our show is laid out, in which yeah. I am sort of your one A host and PJ is sort of your one B co-host. Mm, I'd like to call us a one A host. Oh, okay, and, and a an B a, co-host. A one host. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Then there's no favoritism. Well, I think it's pretty clear there's some there's a pecking order here. <laughs> I didn't want to bring this out so publicly, but I kind of thought it was obvious that I that was I'm the, in charge. That I was the the main host, and you were just sort of the the along for the ride host. Hmm. I mean, let me put it. This, this is news to me. <laughs> let me put it. How many episodes are we in that we're just now figuring out technically this, how this show works? This will be 13th, 14th. So as we've talked about, my parents' trust fund is funding most yeah, of this episode. So we're going to really true. get into the nitty gritty. So if you guys don't want to hear the behind the scenes of how a podcast is, is made, made yeah. uh, then skip forward. Hit the skip forward button like six or seven times. If you have yeah. the 15 second one, if you have the 30 second one, half that three many to times. four times. Yeah. yeah. So, but my parents' trust fund funds this podcast, which as we've talked about. I earn my own money by letting you suck my dick and you know well, it. Well, right. But it's all technically financed by me at the end of the day, by my parents' trust fund allowance that they give me. It's a and technicality. So, but, but I understand that you are an important member of this show because I have financed all of the equipment, but you are the only person who knows how to use any of the equipment. Yeah. And, and I so, finance the funny. Exactly. <laughs> True. You do finance most of the funny. Just, yes. And so, 
But while you do all of the the technical side mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the funny side, yeah, both very important parts of this podcast, without which it would not exist. Arguably the most important parts. I also host the show. Host the show. I do. I do the research on the albums. Mm-hmm. Okay. I. I listen to them. Ready? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> we have a very recent example of a time when you didn't. Don't recall that one. Yeah. Well, that's okay. It'll. You might remember it. Oh, you're still feeling the after effects of our, tra- of our oh, drug yeah. hangover. We're still, we're still on we're PCP. Still feeling it. We had to wait five days to record yeah. this episode. We were going to do it right after the ra- last one. Yeah. PJ and I just hung out in his house for a long time. Oh, at some point, one of his roommates came through and we asked them, oh, should we stop recording now? And they went, it's been like three days. So. And your laptop has been dead for uh, yeah. all of it. So we had to recharge your laptop. That yeah. was the biggest thing. That was the big thing. And, and while then, we were waiting for it to charge, we took mescaline. <laughs> right. Which we didn't know was a drug. Yeah. We just thought it would be fun. And it was, but. And still is. More time. Yeah. You know. But, you know, so I just, I just thought it was very clear that there was a, a hierarchy here going on with the, you know. Yeah, with the with the the one true right. host, PJ Willow, the one true host, PJ and Will. then you're pointing the at me. One A kind of host, like the you know, the A one. You obviously can step in at any time to be the main host. You know, if I were to be slightly under the weather, if I were to to like miss a show, okay. no one would think twice about you being the host. But if both of us are on the show, it's just very clear that one of us is more of the host. Like, just slightly more of the host than the other one is. And I just, and I feel like all the listeners will write in and agree with me, and it'll be fine. This, like I said, this is news to me. I mean, in every single one of our intros, which I do, by the way. Hey, I've done quite a few. My name also comes up first. Sometimes. Your boys. Look at the description, though. Whose name's always first there? PJ. This guy. (laughs) One of us handles the descriptions, and one of us handles saying the intro, so... (laughs) <laughs> I would just like us to get this hierarchy established because um, I would like to work as a democratic unit, please. Mm. I would like to so be the you think A1 our, host, and you, I would like you to be the 1A host. Do you think that our hosting hierarchy should sync up to the Beach Boys hierarchy? I think our period should sync up, and that's about it. Okay. Well, we'll try. I can't promise anything on that front, to be honest. It is on the front. You are correct. I've lived in a house... <laughs> Which is what's on the front, PJ? Oh, you know. What's on the front? You know. Startling confession. As a very uh, um, sheltered Christian boy. Yeah. For many years. Far too long, one could argue. Thought the vagina was parallel to the dick. I really thought it stuck out of the... The hole was in the front, man. Sure did. <laughs> I think I did, too. Like, pretty literally, I just imagined a hole. I thought you in could have front sex very easily standing like up was, face to face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because like, in movies, they have sex standing up all the time. How else could it happen? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. How else could it happen? Like if you picture a Barbie, mm-hmm. the little V-shaped area. It's similar to right that of a Ken. The, yeah. Hole right in the middle. Right in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm glad someone else was similarly confused about as that a, yeah. as a child. Yeah. Wouldn't it be weird if they... Uh, how weird would it be? Didn't put uh, genitals on Barbie, but then gave like G.I. Joe or Ken a big old dick. You know what? With how sexist our society is, PJ, it wouldn't surprise they me. They probably at would. All. Well, God. they let him be shirtless, but is Barbie shirtless? Sometimes. Well, but she doesn't have nipples. Cause female nipples Does Ken are... have nipples? Ooh, good question. 
<laughs> Does Ken have nipples? Ken doll nipples. Well, we could ask I'm a sure girl. To find some. Do you think any girls would know? Hey, Katie, you're a girl. Did you ever have a Ken doll as a kid? Yeah. Do they have nipples? We. I don't think so. Okay. We uh, know Barbies do not have nipples, but we didn't know about Ken dolls. I think it's just some smooth pecs. Mm. I mean, mm. it maybe depends on the Ken doll, am I right? Like, there are lots of different editions. They might have Ken uh, and beach time nipple play. Basic right. Doll. Okay. Mm. Oh. That's good to know. Fascinating. <laughs> Is that true? I think so. The Ken, Ken's body doesn't change. I think it did over time, but it wasn't. Barbies like did too, though. Mm. And I now see. we answer a question for us. We both thought as children, um, if <laughs> no. you want to get on mic here, <laughs> that vaginas were right on the front. Did you also think the same thing as a child about vaginas? Um, no. Okay. I thought that penises were underneath. Oh. Whoa. Okay. Oh, man. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. Sex Why? would be a lot harder. Because we were talking about... Yeah, oh, and I think we assumed. Yeah, we assumed wow. vaginas because that. that's where penises were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Good to know. Man, yeah. it's sort of like. Thanks, Katie. You base yeah. logical guesses off of your experiences off of your own genitals in life. Yeah. 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 Well, true. That's got. That's what got Weinstein in trouble. Who? Weinstein. Um. Harvey Weinstein. I believe we're not allowed to talk about canceled people, PJ. Oh, you're right. Yeah. If um if anyone out there though wants to see what a Ken doll would look like with nipples, if you Google Ken doll nipples, Ooh, you got to show good me. examples. Yeah. Uh, mostly this <laughs> hot black dude with washboard abs. <laughs> wow, he looks like Chris Bosh, if you ask me. Now, answer me this question: Were there any black Beach Boys ever? No. Yeah, Sorry. Mike Love wouldn't allow it. Probably. It looks a lot like Chris Bosh. You should know. Who's Chris Bosh? You don't know who oh. he is, but it looks exactly like. Chris that does Bosch. look exactly like Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh is a famous basketball player ah. for the Miami Heat. Now, what makes he you won assume three NBA titles? Now, what what makes you assume I don't know who Chris Bosh is? Because uh, you don't watch basketball. We covered this on the very first episode. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, there's apparently a Reddit thread about why does the Barbie doll not have nipples, and it yeah. blocked me because it's for 18 and up, which apparently, oh. according to Reddit, I'm not 18. So. You're just a whale guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I purposely... Nope. So, Charles Manson <laughs> is what we're talking about today, huh? Will you tell me off mic what you are going to say? I would tell you off mic, but I'm not telling you on mic, even if you say you'll edit it out, because I know you won't. <laughs> I will. No, you won't. I'll pinky promise. If you pinky promise to edit it out, it I'll was going to be a joke about it. <laughs> but I'm not doing that on our Charles Manson episode. That's not cool. Yeah, good call because they're they're stories. Yeah. So Charles Manson. So today we're talking about we are talking about good old Charlie Manson, who somebody pointed out when I was uh, Chucky Mans <laughs> that we gave Charles Manson a cute nickname, and it's super weird that people call him Charlie because he did not go by Charlie really. Really? Oh, see, I thought he did. No, I think people do that to like, be funny because it's funny to give why, us like okay. a, a murderer, you know. It is funny to make light of murders. I agree. Always. And especially people that prey on, like, the weak and, like, mentally unstable. Yeah. It's always funny to act it like is they're funny. Always funny. Yeah. yeah. It always makes me laugh. Yeah. I just, taking advantage of people is just maybe the funniest thing I can manage. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. I think Did so, Did I too. just try and combine the word imagine and advantage in my I, head? I think so. It was good, though. A manage. Yeah. All yeah. right. 
All right, so Charles Manson. Oh, but what I was going to say before yeah. we got into our whole argument, um, which hopefully is edited out, and it, and if it is, people can know. And that's fine. Yeah. Sometimes you fight about things that you care about because you're so passionate. Yeah. That you're the one host and PJ is the one A host. We can't get we can't get back into it. We I just am can't. the A one host. You are I the can't, one. Okay, A-host. we can't get back into it. Well. But PJ is taking the lead on this episode because I, as a, the dynamic so far is that I know much more about the Beach Boys than PJ, and I have heard a lot of this music and he hasn't yet, and so but I knew very very little about their involvement with the Manson family. Yeah, just that it happened, but no details. And so PJ wanted to take lead here because he's a huge Charles Manson fan. Huge fan. And that's on record for any future employers of PJ. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. um, Yeah. yeah. And so he just wanted to share with me the interesting, compelling, fascinating teachings and work and eyeballs of Charles Manson. Yeah. Um, So PJ, take it. And I would just like to say at the beginning of the episode, uh, Peter refused to play a Charles Manson song for our intro. <laughs> well, I chose to play the Beach Boys version of it, which I guess is maybe not better, but he skeeves me out, man. I can't lie. He's what a skeeves very you out scary about him? Person. The fact that he's the most terrifying person in the world? Mostly his dead eyes. <laughs> yeah. Much like Murray's, like a shark. Well, yeah. He Although Charlie couldn't even eye. be funny about it. But. Yeah. Um, he is the craziest person I think there ever will be. Charles Manson. Yeah, like yeah. if you watch any interview with him, he's fucking insane. Well, I mean, of course no. he is, but um, that that I don't Do you think, think he should have gotten out on parole before <laughs> he died. <laughs> I mean, he didn't kill anybody. <laughs> um, so he was a good prisoner for like fifty years. Man. His childhood is real fucked up. We're going all the way back to his, dude. We didn't even talk about the Beach Boys' childhoods. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did a little bit. Um, we started in high school. This is one episode when though. they started their band. All right. Well, th- but this is all important. Don't feel bad for him though about a bunch of the sad shit that happened. Because remember that he is the worst. I don't feel bad for him. I'm just you questioning might, the though. idea that we're going this this deep on 1934. Chucky Mans, Kathleen Maddox, an unmarried 16 year old, gave birth to a baby, who was named No Name. Charles Benson uh, was later that baby. Charles Maddox actually was later that baby's name because his mother's name, Kathleen Maddox. Um, but yeah, he was no name for like six months. They just didn't bother to name him. Wow. Yeah, you, and they, they didn't call him, him that fucking kid. Probably, and they didn't call him like Baby Boy Maddox. No name. No name is what it said on his birth certificate. That's wild, man. Yeah. Oh, it gets crazier from there. Okay. Um, at some point. What? There's crazier things in the life of Charles. I know. At some point, his mother married um, William Manson. Ah, Mother Mary, my favorite Beatles song. Yeah. Uh, No, uh, did I say Mary? Yep. Oh, married. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mother Married, my favorite Beatles song. The Beatles come up in this, too. Mm, Um, Good. They better. And so she married William Manson, and that's where he got his name, Charles Manson. It's weird that he changed to his stepdad's name, but I don't know. It is strange. Um, His biological father, technically nobody knows, but everybody everybody has come to the conclusion that it is uh, Colonel Walker Scott, who was a colonel in the Navy, maybe? 
Yeah, he's mean, not a famous guy. Our current I don't think colonels are in the Navy. Oh, I think shit. colonel is a land designation. Admirals are in the Navy. You can't be a colonel on the water. Um, Boy, there's, a, there's just a lot of... PJ, your Foley work is getting really I good, know. man. Yeah. I can't believe you did I, all that I wanted to give mouth. us that Olive Garden ambiance that again. That was wild, yeah. yeah. Call back to our classic. All right, go ahead. Um, there was one point when I couldn't find out how old he was at this point, but I think he was less than a year old. His mother was at a bar, and uh, jokingly... A roadhouse. A roadhouse, if you will. Mm. Um, a, a waitress... Tavern. Was talking a about witch? how a waitress. Witches were talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why he's so fucked up, dude. Uh, a waitress was uh, talking to his mother and was like, oh, like, I don't have any children. And uh, then his mother traded that waitress, Charles Manson, for a pitcher of beer. <laughs> the 1930s were an amazing place, right? The inflation rate is yeah. such that now you'd have to trade like 12 At babies for a pitcher of beer. At least 12 for a pitcher <laughs> And that's Bud Light. Yeah. That's not even a nice it's, micro brew. It's a man. baker's dozen for a micro brew. Oh, yeah. yeah. A whole 13. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that one extra baby is hard to get your hands on. Exactly. Because, PJ, I know a guy who can get you 12 babies, but a guy who 13. can get you 13 babies. Yeah. And it's hard to know two guys who can get you like you 12 know, babies each. And then, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I see. They usually only come in packs of 12, as far as I've understood. Yeah. And then sometimes you get one that's like broken and you don't want it. Yeah. yeah. You have to right. take it back. Yeah. Um, Jerry doesn't like when I have to take one back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so his uncle had to go get him a few days later after, uh, after he was like, where's Charlie? And she, or his mom was like, oh, I uh, sold him for a pitcher of beer. So she had to like, or he had to like go canvas the town and find this baby because he didn't know like anything about the waitress. You think he would have gone back to, uh, the bar, the bar, yeah, the tavern, the roadhouse. Yeah. Um, so the watering hole i believe a different uncle mm. and uh kathleen who was charles manson's mother go to jail for five years for robbing a gas station and their weapon a of choice filling station was a filling station if you will uh not for teeth uh their weapon of choice was a ketchup bottle <laughs> broken they at were least? i, I like smashed like a coke like, bottle like a i assume yeah. Um, but that's what they went to jail for brandishing a ketchup bottle. Boy, I, uh, wow. Couldn't S. use S.E. Hinton really had some amazing yeah. inspiration for the outsiders. Yeah. You couldn't get trashier than breaking a ketchup bottle and robbing a gas station with it. Was that Heinz brand? Did they have to like oh, do I a brand? It. it had to have been Hunt's. Imaging. Right. The Hunt's. shitty one that yeah, like you Hunt's. go over to a friend's house and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you're like, I forgot Hunt's existed <laughs> yeah. and it's here on your table. Yeah, and it's half. How water? is that even possible? Yeah. <laughs> they haven't made that since like 1997. It ta- like it tastes fine. It's just like it's one of those brands you just legitimately forget exists. It does not taste fine. What? Wow, the ketchup wars are full force over in the Willet House. I only like room ten- temperature Heinz ketchup. This is a topic for another show. I think so, too. I think we're opening up a, a Pandora's box here of ketchup talk. Sauce talk. Sauce talk. <gasps> Ooh, I think we just thought of another podcast. Yeah, you. we need to do sauce talk. Um, So, uh, at this point, while she's in jail, uh, she's sentenced to five years. She didn't go to jail for five years. Um, And he goes to his very religious aunt and uncle. Um, That'll end well. Who are like... They they're like oh yeah he didn't care much for the message or whatever the people were saying but he loved singing 
Uh, and that is like the one thing that his aunt and uncle, who had him for several years, said about a young Charles Manson. Uh, and so in 1942, she gets paroled and gets them from uh, his aunt and uncle. And then they lived in like shitty hotels for the next uh, like quite some time, uh, which it's weird to me that shitty hotels is like what people live in because aren't hotels pretty expensive? Yeah. I wonder if there was a 30s equivalent of like, you know how cheap motels now you can get monthly rates? Yeah, but aren't the monthly rates probably still crazy expensive? Like, more oh. expensive than like a cheap apartment, right? I was going to say maybe not, just because like, why would people do it? I mean, well, maybe, so maybe no credit even if it's more expensive, yeah, yeah, there's no application or anything like that, yeah. you know? So, okay, Makes even sense if it's now. like $800 a month, it's a very unsupervised uh, $800 a month, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's my um, only guess, really. Charles Manson at one point said his only happy memory um, was that he remembers from when he was young is his mother being released from prison and giving him a hug. Oh, that's super happy. Great. Yeah. <laughs> good for good for Chuck. All right. Um, it only gets sadder from there. Uh, so in 1947, so he would be 13. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's been kind of a troublesome kid, but hasn't gotten into trouble with the law yet. Um, she tries to get him put in foster home, but they told her there was no room. Uh, so he was put in a school for boys in Indiana. And Oh, yeah. Where is all this happening? In Indiana or yeah, he was, whereabouts? He was born in Cincinnati. Oh. Um, and then I thought he was a California guy like the whole time. No, 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 no. That Yeah, that's much later. Um, so born in Cincinnati, and then later on... Uh, gets put into a school in Indiana. He escaped the next day, uh, went back to his mother, who was like, no, I don't want you. That is why I sent you to this school. And so then he was like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do. So he robs a bunch of stores with... Um, Jesus. He escaped with a with a kid from the school. So he robs a bunch of stores and gets caught stealing a bike and then goes to a juvenile center, escapes the next day, okay. and uh, is put into... A place called Boys Town, which is a juvenile boy center. Um, four days later, him and three other boys escape. Uh, they do a bunch. And so for the next, like, several years, he's in and out of a bunch of juvenile detention centers. I'm not going to go through each one. But uh, just the ones with funny names, like Boys Town. Uh, he did crimes, and, mm-hmm. like, they they were just doing shitty things that, like, 13-year-old kids would do for money, like robbing people and like robbing stores and then he gets sent to an indiana boy school where he was sexually abused uh he escapes tries to go in 1951 he escapes that place uh then gets caught with a stolen car in utah when while trying to get to california um he's sent to a dc training school for boys uh this is still in 1951 and they find out he's illiterate so in 1951, he is, um, 30, he's like 15. Yeah. Um, nope, nope. 34 plus six, six, yeah. 16, 16 he's maybe. 17, he's 17. And they, they're like, oh, he's illiterate. Um, which makes sense because the longest time he's been at any institution was for like four years and it was a jail. Yeah. Um, 
he's aggressively antisocial, they find out at this point, and he is transferred to, for some reason, minimum security institution. Minimum security. Yeah. Okay. Like, they, they're like, oh, this kid is illiterate and aggressively antisocial. Let's put him in lesser of a thing. Um, one month before he would have gotten out, one month before he would have gotten paroled, uh, he and another kid rape a boy. Oh, uh, great. He is transferred to uh, the Federal Reformatory in Virginia, uh, then goes to Ohio at some point, I think. And then this is when he, like tries to turn his life around he's like oh cool i don't want to be a punk ass kid anymore so 1954 is grand parole he has to live with his aunt and uncle as part of his parole in west virginia his mother also lives there um and in 1955 he marries rosalie jean willis uh remember that last name willis like bruce okay. uh here's what he had to say about her genuine if not short-lived marital happiness right so you know this isn't gonna end up Super well. Steals a shit shitload of cars. Like okay. that is like he's treating life like it's Grand Theft Auto. Uh he just takes them and doesn't much care if he gets in trouble. And so in the summer of nineteen fifty five he moves to LA with his pregnant wife. Uh and he is charged with car theft. Uh given five years probation after a physical evaluation. Oh, a psych evaluation, not physical. I read that wrong. Uh uh, after given a psychological evaluation, but didn't appear in court, so he goes to jail at a place called Terminal Island. He's sentenced to three years, which is bizarre. What the fuck are they naming places in the 50s? Like, why are they all like Boys Town and Terminal Island? And Well, Boys Town was the original name of Boise, Idaho. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, right. Oh, that's good insight. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. My second banana. Um, Yeah. Oh, that's what my ex-wife used to call me. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that was years before I figured out she was cuckolding me. Oh, you're a cuck dude. Well, I was unintentionally during that marriage. You got cucked hard. Um, so charged with car theft, given five years probation, but didn't appear, so he goes to jail. Um, Charles Manson Jr. couldn't have a better name for his baby. He is born while Charles is in prison and. He has since changed his name. Okay. Um, 1957, while he's still in jail, Rosalie moves in with another dude, and two weeks before uh, parole hearing, Charles Manson tries to escape. Surprising. Uh, by stealing a car. So I think either he tried to steal a car while he was in the prison or escaped and then stole a car and then gets five years probation. In 1958, he gets out. Rosalie files for divorce. And he starts pimping out a 16-year-old girl and some other girl. Uh, he's hanging out with a, a different girl who he's not pimping, but she's giving him a ton of money from her parents. So, uh, like, and I bet you're thinking, like, why would anybody agree to do that? Apparently, everybody around this time who, like, Charles Manson was friends with was like, he's just so char Like, he's got the charisma of a cult leader. Right. Because later on, we'll find out. He is a cult. Eventually. Um, yeah. Uh, so he's charismatic and people like want to follow him like naturally for some reason. Mostly teenage girls, which is yeah. very strange because he's not a good looking guy and he's like right. four foot four or five foot four. He's very yeah. little. Not exactly a good sign. If yeah. Teenagers are the only people who think you're that cool. Yeah. 
or we're thinking it's like those teachers who tried too hard in school and you're like there's something off about that yeah right who want to be like your friend and not your teacher exactly it's like that but uh it's a little disturbing yeah with murder um so he gets a 10 year suspended sentence for uh trying to cash a forged check this is in 1958 um they cared about that in 1958 (laughs) uh, apparently oh no they didn't care about it because at the court hearing uh the girl who he was pimping out uh made a plea and said like i love charles so much we're gonna get married and if he goes to jail we can't do that and so they uh are like yeah okay we'll give you a suspended sentence they like agreed (laughs) they this girl just came and talked and they're like all right fine uh getting married was very important for white people in the 50s (laughs) exactly might as well let them have it man right um crimes eh, get married and kids this young girl's name was leona uh whose hooker name was candy stevens Mm, which is strange that she went with candy and then a normal last name yeah that is a little weird it's a little bit like well no yeah like why not just do both does any porn star have a normal (laughs) have one of their names be normal and then the other one be very sexual ron jeremy I mean, Jeremy's a very sexual name. That's his given name, though, so that's why it just works perfectly. But his first name's Ronald, so. Yeah. Yeah, shortened that, which is super hot. Um, Ron is definitely more sexy than Ronald. (laughs) I think so. Just barely, but it is. Ronald Jeremiah. (laughs) He's biblical. Ronald's not a biblical name. (laughs) No, it is. Oh, Ronald McDonald. Yeah, Yeah. Um, he was in the New Testament. Psalms oh. is in the Old Testament, but I'm loving it. Proverbs is also in the Old Testament. Yeah. Hebrews is in the New Testament. Welcome to our Bible cast. Definitely the book I was trying to think of. That's Don't worry. We'll get into the Bible. Oh, great. Good. Um, so he went to New Mexico to pimp some girls because apparently that's a thing in New Mexico. Why not? Uh, gets picked up for questioning. And then he's like, oh, man, I got to get out of there. They know I'm pimping out these girls. This is how he talks, by the way. Um, I can I can imagine it. And then he tries to disappear, which is all that it said, which means nothing. Did he just hide <laughs> in the closet for four days? What does trying to disappear mean? There's actually a very story, funny story about that, too. Um, um, tries to disappear, and then the girl goes to jail. And then she's like, oh, I know exactly where Charles Manson is. He's like... Hiding in a closet, you know. Yeah. Um, and so then he goes to jail and has to do his 10 years that he had oh. previously gotten suspended. Sure. Um, I assume they didn't get married. They did not. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, so during this 10 years, he's in jail. He's actually only in jail for nine of the years. What? Um, right? Such good behavior he has yeah. in prison, I hear. And actually, Pass. yes. That that yeah. is a thing. He like yeah. does not make a mark on society. Did it's either at this jail or when he was at Terminal Island earlier. Uh, he was having such a good time. He asked if he could stay. Terminal Island sounds like the last stop on a like very scary subway yeah. <laughs> line. Uh, I rode it all the Terminal way to Terminal Island. Island. Yeah, you never want to have to get off at yeah. Terminal Island. There's a crazy guy yelling about the Beach Boys. That was <laughs> But um. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember if it was this one or Terminal Island, but he asked to stay because he was having such a good time <laughs> in jail. That's always a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, during this Never time did. in jail, 
He, uh, like an old bluesman, teaches him how to play steel guitar. Great. Yeah. Um, and so he's a free man in 1967. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and not much happens in jail when he's in there. Um, he just kind of becomes more Charles Mansony, I guess. Yeah. Um, so he's a free man. He meets Mary Brunner, sure. and, who's uh, just like this, I think, lady who works at a library, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mary um, Brunner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go down to the library later. You want to come? I I got too many. No, I didn't. Got too many Librunner books out right now. I can't. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so he moves in with this girl. Sure. Um, they move in together. I think they the move in place. And he then, um, instead of telling her, like, oh, this is going to be an open relationship kind of a thing and I'm going to let some people move in. Um, he just does it and she's like, okay. And soon they live, it's Mary, Charles, and 18 other girls. <laughs> 18. 18 other girls. And I cannot imagine That's they could afford a big place. People for even a large house. Yeah, yeah, yeah 18. Um, Boy. And Charles Manson doesn't have a job at this point. Uh, no. She works Why at the Live Runner. And Where is this again? This is in L.A. Okay. They're in L.A. now. Um, Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. And Let me know if they ever get close to Anaheim. I, I will do that. Okay. Don't worry. Um, so he teaches them that they are the reincarnated original Christians. So right after Jesus was a dude, he's like, yeah, we're those people, but we're reincarnated. Blah, blah. Yeah. Everyone um, knows there were 20 original Christians. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a very commonly. Yeah. Um. And the Romans of the modern day are this establishment. Wow, this sounds so similar to other crazy ideologies. Yeah. That um, so he's very anti-establishment, which uh, I think is very funny because the establishment has done nothing but good to him thus far. He wanted to stay at that prison. Um, he, um, he also got very into Scientology at this point. Like oh boy, weird. Yeah, like early on. Yeah, like before a lot of people even yeah. knew what the fuck it was. And like he didn't join the church or anything. He just got very into their ideas and stuff. Huh. But he was also. Do like... Do you think L. Ron Hubbard's books were all piled up like in that door when you walk into the library, and it's like free books? Yeah. And like it was. All... It was all L. Ron Hubbard's books, yeah. and so he went, "Oh, okay." What are his book called? I know Jehovah's Witnesses are the Watchtower. Oh, um, I actually don't. Yeah, I don't know his actual. Well, because there's the Scientology books, but then there's also all of his sci-fi of his books. Sci yeah. He, he wrote like, for the Helena High School newspaper. Yeah, yeah. He wrote He's jokes. the most published author in like of all time. No, no. He wrote for the no, newspaper. No, I know that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. He got stuffed in a trash can outside there once. Yeah. What a nerd. Well, because people bullied uh, visionaries in those days. So. You're right. Sorry, yeah. I forgot that. Hmm? Nothing. No, no, forgot no, that no, you're no. a lot of the visionary writers. I don't, I don't agree with Scientology at all. He's just an amazing science fiction okay. writer. Yeah, yeah, one of the best um, up there with Asimov, Clark, Le Guin, King, Stephen, sure, Stephen King. Oh, big science fiction guy, Stephen King. Lemony Snicket. All he writes are <laughs> Snicket too. Yeah, yeah. Real name, J.K. Rowling. That's right. That's right. Uh. He also strongly implies, never outright says it, just implies it a bunch, that he is Christ. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. No, so I think it was kind of. I imply that a lot too yeah. in my day to day. I think I think a lot of it was like if they asked him, he'd be like, I don't know, I could be, who knows. Um. And he starts going by a moniker, still Charles Manson, but he adds a middle name. Do you remember his first wife last name? I told you to remember Willis. it. Willis. Willis. So he goes by Charles Willis Manson, but he says it slowly. Charles. Will is man's son. Uh, well, I just roll my eyes so hard. What a yeah. fucking nerd. <laughs> right, what a fucking idiot. Uh, that's so dumb. God damn it, Charles. Um, and so Mary gets pregnant with the seed of Charles Manson <sighs> and um, gives Poor birth girl. to a child. Really? A boy. Oh, yeah. Named I forgot he had kids. Valentine Michael, who was nicknamed Pooh Bear. Also, so another weird story from this time um, that, like, I couldn't fit in anywhere because I just wanted to skip to the Denny stuff. Um, he was talking to this preacher at one point, and the preacher gave him a piano, which he then traded for a van. Gave him a piano. Gave him a piano. You can't really give someone a piano. Right? That <laughs> what was the my fuck thought. do you do with a piano? Well, he <laughs> traded it for a van. Uh, so he trades that piano for a van, which he later trades for a bus, um, which later on... Does it become a bigger vehicle next? It does not. It becomes nothing next because uh, somebody, he was like talking about how like consumerism is bad. And he was like yelling about it. Uh, And then somebody's like, hey, what about that big bus you have with all those nice couches? And then then Charles Mintz was like, oh, you're right. And then he throws the guy the keys and then never saw the bus again. But the guy who gave him the piano... Um, they weren't friends really, but they were acquaintances and they would talk about theology and stuff because the guy was a preacher. Uh, his daughter joins the Manson family and she's like 13, 14 at the time and starts yeah. fucking Charles Manson. And then the dad is really mad, so he goes to like beat the shit out of Charles Manson. And then Charles Manson's like, hold on. And then um, he's like, Let, let's just talk this out. And then he gives him LSD. And uh, then he was totally fine with the whole situation. And the only other time that they would speak was when the guy came back for more LSD. Jesus. Um, there's another, like, right after he got out of prison, uh, there was, he went to a Native American tribe and tried to buy mushrooms from him. Oh, great. Yeah, and uh, so. It's going to go well. And so the Native American guy was like, hey, leave, please. Don't be here. We don't want you here. And then Charles Manson is like, no, nah, it's cool. I got a tr- I got a gun to trade you for the mushrooms. And so it's just like Charles Manson waving this gun around, like yelling, and nobody can understand him. And so then he's like, well, I'll come down. I'll come down. And then he hands the Native American guy the gun, and the Native American guy just shoves it in Charles Manson's stomach and pulls the trigger like six times, and it wasn't loaded. And Charles Manson is just like smiling this guy in the face, and he's like, ah, we're cool. And then uh, they were like, yeah, he was the fucking craziest person we've ever met. But oh he God. was brave, so we sold him mushrooms. That sounds like a scene they would have deleted from Easy Rider because it was too insane. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, so in this is all happening in 67, 68. He's just doing crazy things and building up his family. And then in June of 1968, there are these two ladies hitchhiking. Um, one of them is Emma Jo Henley, who will leave the Manson family soon after. The other's name is Patricia Krenwinkel, okay. who was nicknamed 
Big Patty. <laughs> sure, why not? So Big, Big Patty. Patty and uh, Ella Joe are hitchhiking down the road. And who comes along but... Is this the beginning to a Charlie Daniels band song? Yeah. Oh, Beach Boy song because it's Dennis Wilson. Oh, okay. Denny comes and picks those two ladies up. Hell yeah, uh, he does. Denny. Takes them home. And Is there any evidence of what car Denny drove on that I day? hope to God it's his truck with the camper in the back. Yeah. I don't think he would have taken them home so. if it was that one, though. He could have just fucked them in the back. True. Yeah. It's true. It must have been a little convertible kind of thing. Yeah, a little deuce coupe maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, is that what you were trying to get at? <laughs> I was literally just curious. Uh, if it was like, I just wanted to know what weird car Denny was yeah. driving in 1968. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't say. I wish it would have. Um, but so they, they, you know, they have sex and they do a bunch of drugs. And then Denny leaves Fun. to go to Brian's house to record 2020. Comes back in the morning. 2020, by the way, the Beach Boys 1969 release. Yes, their yeah. next album. After um, Friends, yeah. He yeah. comes home the next morning, and his house is like lit up, and there's like a ton of movement inside. And like as he's walking up the driveway, here comes Charles Manson, and he's like, "Hey, um, why are there a bunch of people in my house?" And he's like, "Yeah, you remember Big Patty and the other one? Uh, those are uh... also, of course, Denny picks up a girl named Big Patty. He just wants to fuck. Um, Seems right, but." Uh, so he's greeted by Manson, and then Manson's like, ah, we're cool. Um, take it inside where there are 12 strangers that now just decide that they live there. So, uh, right. Den- yeah, Dennis is pretty okay with it because they're all women, essentially. And he's also Denny. Yeah, it's um, Charles Manson and 12 women, essentially. And so uh, while he's there, uh, they live at his house for months. And the numbers double, so there's like 24 girls there, maybe 20 girls, Jesus and like the rest Christ. are dudes. Why? What are? Where do these people come from? Do you they, know? They're just followers of they're Charles Manson. Literally, like like people who down and out people who girls that Charles wants uh, Charles Manson wants to fuck and like brings home, and then they're like so enthralled by him and the they fact that they're living there. at Dennis Wilson's house that they stay. Um, it's rough, man. They. Rack up $100,000 in debt to Dennis Wilson by destroying his car. Great. And like I said, Dennis Wilson, screwing all these ladies. Right. And so a lot of that $100,000. I've got $100,000 in debt for many of my ex-wives. Believe me. All right. If you counted up all the shit of mine that they ruined, oh my God. Oh, a lot of the money was not from them ruining stuff but from them going and getting tested and treated for gonorrhea. <laughs> they all just had gonorrhea, oh including God. Denny, I assume. Of course, they, Jesus. Um, because they're all condoms just, didn't exist. Condoms didn't exist, and they're all fucking each other. Yeah. Um, Manson and Wilson would jam all the time. Whenever uh, Dennis wasn't in the studio recording that album, yeah. uh, him, and, him and Manson are jamming. And the girls would, like, serve them while they were jamming. And, like, they had, like, a good time. Um, Dennis pays for some of uh, Charles Mance's studio time. Um, and he records at Brian's house. Yeah. but Yeah, he does. He's one of, like, five artists yeah. to record in the brother studios in Brian's house. But this was a point where Brian Wilson was in bed for three months. 
Yeah. Like would oh, not so get he up. He didn't know. Brian Brian I think knew, but Brian did never met Charles Manson. Yeah. Even though he was in his house recording. Um if you play the second link I sent you, that is one of the songs that is recorded uh groovy. at We got Eye of the Dreamer. Is this the one you're thinking yeah, of? Yeah, I think so. Boy, Charlie Manson looks so disturbing. The idea yeah. of him being charismatic is like is crazy to me. It's one. Yeah. It, it literally has to be like him in person because every photograph makes you immediately go, "What an like, what a creep." Yeah, exactly. Him in yeah. Uh, um, all right. Is it playing? Oh, there it is. Sorry, let me restart it. So this was recorded at at Brian's house, and sure. Denny paid for the studio time. Because um, Denny loved the way that uh, Manson was writing songs. He, he said that, like, several times, that Great. he loved the way he wrote songs, was one Good, of his favorite Denny. songwriters. Good. Yeah. Which is hilarious, because this is 68, and some events happened a year later. So there was a very short window in which he could have said it and been okay. Um, introduces him to... So at this time, while he's paying for... This is like... We don't have to listen to it. Charles Manson isn't like a great musician by any means. That's why he didn't make nope. it. Um, True enough. Um, but at this time, he introduces him, and remember these names, to record producers Terry Melcher okay. and Rudy Altabelli. Those names will come up again. Um, In my head. Denny does hilarious things with them. Uh, like, he would go and, like, dumpster dive with them uh, and, like, look for, like, good food outside of restaurants, Denny. even though he's, like, a fucking millionaire. Yeah. He has a lot of money. Um, what an idiot. Yeah. And so there's another gentleman. Uh, Denny has a party at his house. And so this sure. is okay. Mike Love has two stories about Charles Manson. One of them is him and Al went to a party at Dennis's house where there were a ton of it was pretty much all Manson family people. Okay. And uh for some reason unbeknownst to me, Mike decides to take a shower in the middle of this party and as he's like getting out of the shower, Charles Manson like comes in real wide-eyed and is like you can't leave the group. Um and then he's like, um, excuse me? And he's like, you can't leave the group. You just can't do it. And then he's like, uh, didn't have plans to do that. Uh, okay. And and that story was confirmed by Al Jardine. Because Al was in the shower with Mike. Exactly. Ooh, yeah, they were showering together. Nice. But apparently Mike told Al I always Al knew right those away. two had a special connection. Yeah. Um, and then his other story we'll get into later. I think it's complete bullshit. Okay. Uh, and at this time... Denny is hitchhiking, because it goes both ways. <laughs> sure. He's hitchhiking, and a gentleman by the name if of... If you pick up hitchhikers, you're equally likely to be hitchhiking to be at some point in yeah. the next month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a gentleman... That's called, the, that's called the hitchhiker's rule. Yeah. The rules of the road. Exactly. Uh, you uh, can read about them in the green book. <laughs> you're the worst. Um so a guy named Charles Watson Jr. picks up okay. Denny, takes him uh, to his house for a party. Um, a lot of this going on in the 60s in LA. Yeah. Immediately introduces him to Charles Manson. Charles immediately gives him the nickname Tex because of his accent. Tex Watson. Important name. Great. Re remember that name. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, and remember that Denny was the one that introduced them. Yeah. So... 
Awesome, Denny. Making um, connections. Wilson's manager evicts them at some point. Um, but there was also, I couldn't figure out the exact dates of this, but it was between, you know, the summer of 68 and the summer of 69, so somewhere in there. Okay. Um, they find, the Manson family finds a place called Spawn Ranch, which is a Western movie set uh, that was used in like Bonanza and a bunch of stuff like that. Like a yeah. m- movie set straight like if you went there, you'd be like, oh, cool. It is 1850. Um, the owner is an 80-year-old man named George Spawn. And at some point after they find this, they're kind of going between Denny's house and Spawn Ranch. Yeah. And then uh, Denny's manager evicts them. He's like, you guys cannot come back. <laughs> Don't. Um, and also during this point, uh, so this is this is how Manson got a song on 2020. Manson said, you can use this song. You cannot change any of the words. Uh, and then they changed the words <laughs> because... Of course they did. They were yeah. creepy as shit before. Do you want a little bit of that song? Oh, yeah. I'd like to hear... Uh, this w- is... Will you give me Charlie's and... Cease to Exist, yeah. So this song, Cease to Exist, was written by Charles Manson. This is the Charles Manson version. Pretty good. He does have pretty, like a pretty, pretty good girl. voice, but his songwriting yeah. and guitar playing is like... It's Not all good. incredibly raw, I would say. Yeah. Cease to exist. So just, just like come and say you love me. a little song, and there's some like a lot creepier lyrics in there, and then we put. Should I skip version. ahead a little bit? Yeah. But so. Denny asks if the Beach Boys can use that, and uh, Charles Manson is like, yeah, absolutely. Do not change any of the words. That is my one condition. You can use it for free. Don't change any of the words. Um, Denny changes the words, and Charles Manson is so upset about that. Um, And so he goes to Denny's house after Denny's manager evicted all of them. You can play stuff behind me if you want. Just uh, well, we could do a little bit of the Beach Boys yeah. version. Of um, and then the Beach Boys version is called "Never Learn Not to Love." Yeah. On 2020, it's kind of a jam. It's not a bad song. It's definitely a better version of that. Oh song. yeah. Like, um, but so he go uh, after he finds out that they changed the lyrics. Um, Charles Manson goes over to Denny's house, yeah. hands him a bullet, and says, "Every time." You look at it. I want you to think of how nice it is that your kids are still safe. Jesus fucking then, Christ. Denny beats the shit out of him. <laughs> and is like, don't Hell ever come yeah, here Denny. again. Oh and then my God. Denny Hell never, yes. ever goes back to that house. Hell yes. Because he was like, they're probably staking it out and they will kill me. What a but, badass. Yeah, he beat the shit out of Charles Manson. I This is the most I've liked Denny so far, and that's saying yeah. a lot because he once fell asleep in his van so long he <laughs> couldn't record a vocal for a song in an entire album recording process. Right? And I so, love this. Right? And this is something I had no idea about before. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I thought Denny was kind of just a doofy, like, yeah. kind of Manson follower, but honestly. No, 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 no. He beat the, the shit out of Manson and was like, all right, that's I'm awesome. done with you. Like, Good job, Never Denny. goes back to that house ever again. I would give him a high five from the grave, yeah. Denny. You and boy, bitch Denny. slap 
from the grave, Charles Manson. Yeah. Um, if I'm talking to people from so the afterlife. Yeah. Um, this the owner of the Spawn Ranch, which is now where they live, because Denny doesn't want anything to do with them anymore. How is He's, Spawn spelled? S P A H N. It could oh, be good. Span. No, oh, you, did I you just, think Spawn? Like I was fucking? thinking S P A W N, yeah. and I'm like, that's just creepy sounding. Yeah, like Spawn of Satan. However, or something. they did. Um, kind of the the owner of the ranch. He was an 80 year old man, mm-hmm. and his Spawn. conditions were George Spawn. Mm. Were all right. You got to take after the horses. You got to lead me around because I'm pretty blind and. Um, this did was the, not part of the Mansons his, do that? They did okay. because they were also fucking him. <laughs> really? Yeah. No way. That, I think Charlie would send like a girl over and be like, fuck yeah. him, make the owner happy so we can stay here. Jesus. And Christ. do crazy shit there. Oh my God. Um, so after they fully move over, Tex Watson joins the group, the Mansons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fully. No wonder that name sounded semi familiar. Yeah. Tex Watson. So, yeah. Uh, introduced to Charles Manson. By Dennis Wilson. Thank you, Denny. Um, Making all the connections we need here. So all the while, right now, um, before this, and like kind of leading up to this, he kind of hints, Charles Manson hints at um, racial tension and how mm. it's getting bad um, sure. and how the blacks will rise up. And great, Charlie. The White Album comes out... Oh, oh, great. <laughs> oh, do you not know this connection? I mean, I know a little, yeah, a little bit about it. Okay, so the White Album comes out um, November of 68. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, Manson, thinks that the Beatles agree with him. Because it's the White Album. It's the White Album. That's part of it. And specifically the song Helter Skelter, he thinks mm. is about a race war. It's a little bit. And there are other songs that he thinks, too. Um, but he thinks that the White Album... Julia. Yeah. <laughs> um, he thinks that the White Album is specifically targeted and directed towards the Manson family. Why he not? They Why wrote that they album yeah. about us so that we can do something about this impending oh race my God. war. Charles Manson is a 13-year-old Yeah, absolutely. boy. They're speaking to going, me. Going, oh my God, yeah. 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 Um, so Charles Manson decides, okay, I'm going to create an album that has the same themes as the White Album about race wars, and I'm going to be just as as Great. cryptic as they were because nobody else knew except me, right? Um, so Terry Melcher, who is one of the record producers that yeah. uh, that Denny introduced Manson to, mm-hmm. is going to come and listen at one point, like schedules the whole thing, never shows up. Uh and good, that good call, Terry. That really upsets the Manson family. Uh, no, it really upsets Charles Manson because they were practicing their songs. They like cleaned up the ranch, and they never showed up. So in March of 1969, Manson goes to find Melcher, but instead, or uh, and Melcher at the time lived at uh, there's this house. It's a regular house, and then a guest oh, house no. behind it. Jesus Christ. Um. And the person who owned the house was Rudy Altabelli, who lived in the guest house. Um, and then Terry Melcher lived in the main house. Goes to find Terry Melcher. Instead, uh, there's a photographer whose name I don't remember um, who sees Manson like lurking around outside. And he goes outside and is like, can I help you? 
And then he's like, yeah, and he talked to Terry Melcher. And he's like, that is not a familiar name. This is the Polanski's house. Because um, that was, in fact, Terry Melcher's house, but he had moved out. And Roman Polanski, famous pedophile, and his wife at the time, <laughs> Sharon. I didn't say and movie director, but no, yeah. just famous pedophile. Famous pedophile. Uh, and his wife at the time, pregnant wife, Sharon Tate, mm-hmm. lived there now. Mm-hmm. And the photographer there is there to like take pictures of Sharon Tate um, for uh, something. Yeah. Um, he's like, no, this is Polanski's house. He's like, maybe check out back with Rudy. And so he goes to the back guest house, and nobody's there. And so then he leaves, comes back to the guest house, and is like, Rudy, what's going on? And Rudy's like, hey, Charlie. Um, Yeah, you, bud. Cool. How are you? Um, And then Manson's like, I'm good. You want to come listen to some music me and the girls got going? Uh, And he's like, I would love to, but I'm leaving the country tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's an actual excuse he gave and then boy that's a bold yeah. excuse and yeah. then Charles like oh uh, well, when you come back he's like I'm leaving for a year <laughs> which I is not true I appreciate the length he would go to to avoid Charlie Manson yeah he's though. like oh sorry I can't yeah. <laughs> I'll be in Europe I can't um, and he's like I don't know I haven't heard of Terry, Terry since he moved out Yeah. and he's like oh okay man alright alright uh, have, good, have a good time in Europe, and then leaves, right? And that's fine. Uh, in May, Terry shows up to the Spawn Ranch to hear them sing. Um, he And he then arranges choice, another Terry. visit and records some of the music with one of his friends who has a mobile recording studio. If you play the next song on the list. Is it Home is Where You're Happy? Yes. Okay. Home is Where You're Happy was um, – actually, no, sorry. This song was written about Spawn Ranch. You can play it. Um, I meant to say that earlier, but okay. so this song he wrote about Spawn Ranch, like just happy, living this SoCal life, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, rent free. All he has to do is pimp out people oh, he yeah. doesn't care about. Um, the next song was recorded at this um, meeting that I'm talking about with Terry Melcher. Look at your love. Look at your love. Okay. Um, it's the whole group singing because he would get all of them into it. He would also, I imagine, have drum circles. I don't know that for a fact, but guarantee. He was like, orgy, drum circle, feed the horses, fuck the old guy, drum circle, bedtime, orgy in the morning. I imagine that is what their schedule is like. Oh, and then try to get a hold of Denny. Um, in June of this same year, after nothing happens with this, because uh, Terry Melcher, I'm fairly certain that it didn't say this anywhere but i imagine rudy altabelli was like hey uh you know that crazy guy he's looking for you and so terry melcher was like oh fuck i forgot to go to that thing um and so i think he just comes and records him just to make him happy right right uh, and does nothing off his back yeah Yeah. um he doesn't tell him it's bad but just nothing happens with his music and so in june of 1969 manson says that he has to show the blacks how to start Helter Skelter, which is oh. what he is calling his race war. Great, Charlie. This leads into four instances, uh, four, uh, I guess, uh, what's written down? Documented cases of murder or assault that the Manson family does. First off is... Awesome. Good that we're getting here. Yeah, I mean, this is important because a little bit Denny's fault. <laughs> Well, oh yeah, for sure. We'll talk about it. Um, 
in so in May of '69, like I said, um, sorry, June. This is June now. June. They have to show black people how to start helter skelter. Um, he then says to Tex Watson, "You have to go get money for us." And Tex Watson is like, "Okay, I can do that." And he goes and robs a black uh, drug dealer by the name of Bernard Crow, and then Manson, uh, like the guy is like, "Hey, uh, I know where you guys live. You live on Spawn Ranch. I'm gonna come fuck up your place." And then, um, good job, Tex. Manson uh, Way to pull off a crime, buddy. Yeah, Manson shoots Bernard Crow, Jesus. and is like, "Cool, we're done." And then. Um, he thinks he kills him because on the news that night, he uh, heard a report of a dumped body of a Black Panther in Los Angeles. Um, Bernard Crow was never part of the Black Panthers. <laughs> he was just another black guy. Yeah. Um, and so Manson was like, cool, I killed him. <laughs> Did not kill him. Went to the hospital and was pretty much fine. <laughs> uh, and then Gary Allen Hinman is the next one, which happens in... Uh, July of 1969, they think he's rich. He's not. They think he inherited like all these stocks and bonds. He didn't. He is just a regular music teacher at UCLA. Um, Great. He sends Manson sends people to try to convince him to uh, join the family, which means giving up all your possessions and stuff to the family. Um, he was like, "I'm good." No thanks. Don't particularly enjoy you guys. And apparently, this was the sweetest man anybody had ever met. Like there have been accounts where people are just like, "Yeah, the nicest, most like kind, gentle soul." <laughs> they held Gary Hinman hostage for two days. Great. Um, Manson showed up with a sword to slash his ear. Oh boy. Yeah, a where, sword. Where would one get a sword? I wonder. Mm, from a Western Spawn movie. Spawn Ranch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and after that. Uh, one of the other members stabbed Hin- Hinman to death Jesus um, because probably because Manson told them to, but yeah. that is not for sure. Um, Charles Manson, well, not still cause he's dead. Thank God. But uh, declared like he that he time. maintained for so long that he, it wasn't his fault that any of these murders happened. Right. They wrote political piggy on the wall and draw Great. and drew a black Panther paw because at this point, yeah. They thought that it would be genius if everybody thought black people were doing these murders. She, yep. And that's going to mm-hmm. start Helter Skelter. And he wrote, they wrote, Piggy is another reference to the Beatles. Piggy's the song. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, he, um, that guy gets murdered. Then, he goes back to the ranch and is like, it's time for Elder Skelter, baby. Um, and then the next two murders. Boy, I just want to say your voice for Charles Manson is, I, I don't know that I've ever heard his voice outside of some songs and stuff, yeah. but it, it, it fits so perfectly with just like the photos, <laughs> the black and white photos yeah. of like wild eyed, disheveled Charlie Manson. Yeah. It's pretty good. Gonna be a race war. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the next two murders are the most famous murders, the yeah. ones that people still are like, those were just. Right. Like, people who follow Manson and, like, are fucking crazy and dumb. Um, so August 8th, so these both happen 
August 8th and August 9th, respectively. Yeah. Um, so, and you're still blaming Denny for these just via his introduction of text. I, I don't think, I don't think Denny was. In, I mean, not like, blaming, yeah, but. Text was the first one that created any violence towards anybody. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the, and he apparently okay. had a lot of violent tendencies, which, uh, before this, Manson didn't ha- like didn't ever preach about violence or anything. Got it. But after Tex joined, it was kind of all about that. He, I mean, Tex maintains that like no, that Charlie was like that the whole time. Other people say that there was a change huh. when Tex joined. Yeah. that it became more violent, and that is somebody who Denny introduced to the group. Mm. Yeah. Also, I think it's very funny that they there's no racist message on the White Album. Of course, I think it's funny that Aside they were from like the title. Yeah. Right. Um, I think it's funny that he was listening to not his friend's music, but the Beatles music and was like, this yeah, right. is meant for me. He wasn't listening to the Beach Boys. Yeah, he was like, like, oh, my God, honey, they like, recorded yeah. my song. Like, yeah. 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 Um, so on August 8th. Imagine um, if he had, though. This Beach Boys music from this era was just so positive and peaceful, PJ. It would have yeah. really helped Charlie out. I think so, too. Yeah. He would have just zoned out. I'm picking up good vibrations. <laughs> he would have picked up good vibrations. He would have picked up great vibrations. That's right. He would have heard the wind chimes outside of his window. He would He would have written a song called Great Vibrations. That's how good vibrations he would have felt. That's right. Um, so the next murder is on August 8th, 1969, which is a week before Woodstock, which is weird to yeah. me. Um, uh, Manson directed uh, mm-hmm. Big Patty. BP. Uh, um and so he told he told Tex to take Big Patty, Linda Kasabian, and Susan Atkins to Terry Melcher's house, which Manson already knew didn't no, live there. Not Terry Melcher. Um, he didn't believe them. I think is what the case was. But oh, uh, like he was he like they were trying to avoid him. So, yeah. yeah, and so he was like, "Go there and kill everybody there." They were having people over that night. Um, Roman Polanski was not there, conveniently. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not only a pedophile, also yeah. in league with Charlie Manson. Exactly. We're relitigating this now. <laughs> this is turning into a true crime podcast. Yeah. The pianist, more like the guilty guy. Sure. Yeah. Chinatown, more like Charlie Town. <laughs> that was better. I couldn't think of another <laughs> Roman Polanski movie. <laughs> and I thought of the only one that I know. Yeah. I Well, <laughs> I haven't even seen The Pianist. Oh, I Rosemary. have seen Rosemary's baby, more like more like Manson's Tate's unborn baby. baby. Yeah, <laughs> oh, PJ. <laughs> I I actually don't know if I'm okay with that joke. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, so they found the five people they found there: Sharon Tate, who was. <laughs> you either really liked that one or really didn't like that one. <laughs> He really liked it. He gave it a thumbs up. Um, found actress Sharon Tate, who was eight months pregnant. Sure. Um, who lived there. Uh, Jay Sebring, who doesn't matter. Abigail Folger, who was the heiress of the Folger's Coffee. Sure. Uh, people. A name I also will... Lindsay Salt, the heiress of the Morton <laughs> Salt. <laughs> I meant to say Lindsay Morton and I fucked it up. <laughs> John Ketchup, heir, heir of the Heinz fortune. I think that's Teresa Heinz Carey. <laughs> Sam Steak Sauce, heir of the A1 fortune. His middle name is A1. Um, Sam, A1 Steak Sauce, here to speak to you. 
Um, and uh, I will never be able to pronounce his name. Wojciech Frakowski. B. Um, and Stephen Parent. And they murdered them real bad. Mm-hmm. Like, real, real, real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and Atkins, who Susan Atkins wrote pig in blood on the front door as they left. And everybody was like, holy shit, this is crazy because a very famous lady was murdered. Two very famous ladies. Yeah. Um, and people care if rich people are murdered. But True. they were, they didn't care about the other two murders that they had. Well, the one assault and the other murder that they... Yeah. Um, the police didn't even put any of these three murders together until months later. Oh, weird. Um, huh. The third one that is very famous... That's are, weird, because they don't seem like a group that is particularly smart. No, like, I don't and feel like they would cover their tracks very much at all. Or they like, wrote <laughs> stuff in blood at all yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Weird, man. Um, so right. the next night, August 9th, this is another very famous murder, the LaBianca murder. Mm-hmm. Um, six family members, uh, six Manson family members, went out and uh, stabbed and shot these two people. Um, the reason they picked that house is because Charles Manson had been to a party at the house next door. Uh, Great, Charlie. He's very, very good, dumb. Good logic, buddy. Yeah, um, so they you know, held him at gunpoint and shot one of them, I think, and stabbed one of them. So, um, Tex Watson carved war on, uh, on Mr. LaBianca's tummy. I tried to make it sound better by saying tummy and it made it sound worse. (laughs) Um, and so this one Charlie was at, but did not murder anybody, presumably. Mm. Um, they also wrote rise and death to pig on the walls and helter skelter. Spelled wrong. Great. Yeah. They spelled it Hilter Skelter on the refrigerator door. And that's like the most famous picture of the Charles Manson or like the Manson family murders. So, yep, they murder them. And, you know, that's that. Uh, the Manson family's like, yeah, they're going to think it's black people. And it's going to start this race war. Uh, yeah. And then they catch the Manson family months later. Um, I forget when. I don't know. It's it's months later, and they're like, "Oh, cool!" Like, the Manson family at this point is like, "We got away with it." There's the detectives and stuff are finally just putting everything together in December. No, so it took them a long time to connect these murders where they spelled stuff out in blood. Yeah, and used the same gun. Were there a lot of murderers doing that at the time? <laughs> Maybe there were. Maybe it was just a trend. Yeah, it was a fad. True. Um, and so. The rest of it, I'm not going to go into super detail. They catch the man's family. They're like, that was them. Um, immediately, like, the ones who did the murders get, like, ratted out. Yeah. Um, and they find mm, Charles Manson hiding under a sink, <laughs> which he had been hiding under for, like, a day and a half before they found him. My God, Charlie. Um, what an idiot. And then, you know, they all go to jail. Uh, Charles Manson is... Uh, decides to represent himself. Yep. The first judge, he somehow he files a thing, and then he's like, "It's unfair that that guy thinks I'm crazy for a uh, for representing myself. I want a new judge." Gets a new judge. Wow! Holy shit! Other judge, way less lenient, I think. Yeah. Uh, neither of them would have been lenient because they murdered a pregnant woman, and a bunch of other people. But uh, got a new judge, um, 
And the first day that that judge is on the bench of the trial, uh, Charles has come in with a cross carved into his forehead. Um, and it is wow. a cross. I actually point. didn't know it's that actually, it was that, sorry, that the cross was not that a early. cross. It's an X. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not meant to be religious. It's because he's Xing himself out of society. And then cool, the other, Charlie. the other women and techs who were all on trial all did the yeah. same thing. And some of the people on the outside did it. Not everybody, <laughs> because what Manson couldn't be like, do man. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, years later, that turned into a swastika. He carved it himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. because he is a hateful person um you know trials don't go well for manson yeah uh all of them does denny ever get called in to be like like does tex ever go like i don't know no so after denny beats the shit out of charles manson yeah nothing else with denny is there is there any public sort of like other people in the music industry going um wasn't Denny Wasn't hanging out with guy? that guy for a so, while, like, and kept introducing it, it, us to it him. It came up in the trial that, uh, okay. like, Dennis Wilson's name came up in the trial. Yeah. Um, but nothing like ever happened with it. It was just kind of a thing that was not even in the trial, maybe, but like in the news, people were yeah, like, "Oh yeah. yeah, they lived at this Beach Boys house." Right. Um, I wonder how like that affected them. And like, there yeah, is this amazing interview. Oh, so I'm gonna go back to the Mike thing too. Yeah. Uh, the other Mike story. Mm. There's this amazing interview where. Uh, it's this British guy talking to Brian Wilson, maybe in the early 80s. And um, he's like, oh, 20, 20, 2020 is a great album. And uh, Brian's like, yeah, I love that album. It's a really good song or like really good music. And then um, the guy is like, yeah, I especially like that song Never Learn Not to Love. Was not like super popular at this time. Oh, yeah. I need to go back to that too. Um, you know, like wasn't popularized that this was a Manson song at the time. And then... Um, Brian, like his eyes get real weird, and he starts like nervously laughing. He's like, "Yeah, my brother, brother Denny did that one, real good song." And they're like both kind of looking at each other, like they know, like, "Yeah, right." Uh, but like, it's just like awkward laughter wow, and so good. Weird. So, um, the reason that Manson was not credited on "Never Learn Not to Love" is because after Denny beat the shit out of him, he was like, "I'm taking," or I don't think he said this to him, but he's like, "I'm gonna take the song because they owe me a hundred thousand dollars for those gonorrhea yeah. tests and everything." So he legally took the song. He just stole it. And was like, yeah, yeah. it's my song now. Um, got entire Charlie never got, yeah. got it up to go to court against him or anything. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so that's why it wasn't ever credited to Charles Manson, but he did write that song. And th- so the Mike story, this was when his, Mike wrote a book in the early 2000s, mid-2000s. And um, I saw him talking to, I think it's like on the Opie and Anthony show, where he, um, they're like, oh, yeah, and you talk about Manson stuff in the book. And uh, Mike is like, yeah, yeah, it was, I mean, I met him the once. And he tells the story that I told. And he's like, and also Denny, uh, Denny saw him kill a guy. <laughs> and, and then Mike is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Denny, uh, Denny told me this story right after it happened. And uh, he said that Denny was like, hey, uh, Come, come over, uh, I went over to his ranch and he was like, or, and Charles Manson was like, yeah, you want to see something cool? And then he killed this black cat, which is a black guy. He says that specifically. Um, and stuff him down a well. Jesus. Um, however, he's, or, uh, they're all like, oh man, did he ever get convicted of that one? Mike was like, no, no, no. Denny didn't even tell anybody except for me and uh, Terry Melcher. And both of whom are dead at this point. Yeah. He made that fucking story up. 
Danny never wow. told him that. Guaranteed. Weird, man. Because he, he is like, no, he, just, he only he only told me and Terry yeah. Melcher, who was dead by the time the book came out. Like, huh. So there's no way to confirm it. Like, right. He lied about, he embellished. Wow, man. Yeah, huh. 100%. And, uh, so I was yeah. curious if any other bands covered Charles Manson songs. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. But no one else... Famous. N- no, no, no one else who were like contemporaries of Charles Manson. Oh, yeah. So Guns N' Roses <laughs> fucking covered a Charles Manson did. song. Marilyn Manson covered a Charles Manson song. He's named after him. Exactly. The Lemonheads, um, oh, yeah. who I have heard of but don't really know uh, anything They do about, that, that like rock cover of Mrs. Robinson. They and covered you. Your Home is Where You're Happy. Oh, that's song. the one we played. Yeah. yeah. And then the Brian Jonestown Massacre covered a Charles Manson song. That kind of doesn't weird. surprise me. but Really? Feel like it just seems like optics, something they would right? do. To cover a Charlie Manson song. Yeah, I think at this point it's just like a not bunny, but like I don't know. It, if I think it it's is, more man. okay than it was. It I wouldn't be. do it, but like it shouldn't be. It shouldn't he's be. An awful he's still person. and he he's dead now. Uh, Charles yeah. Manson. Thank he God. Never, you know how I found out? I was uh, he died. Yeah. Do you remember where you were the day Charlie <laughs> Manson died? Because I remember it in photographic detail. detail. It's crazy. Um, this kid's parent came up to me and she was like, Charlie Manson died. And I went, oh, good. She was like, yeah, thank God. <laughs> I walked away. Wow. It was like six o'clock in the morning too. That's <laughs> it was damn. It was amazing. She was the weirdest lady ever. She had like birds and stuff. Yeah. Like oh, hundreds how of birds. Weird. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I just remember yeah. he we like weirdly died right after he was in the news a bunch because it was like his he, next parole was up or whatever. His his parole was coming. So up. he like had his hearing and yeah. then like a week later he died. It yeah. was really weird the and timing of it. That's had, all I remember. He about had it. been in the news before that um, because there was like this nineteen year old pretty attractive girl who he was gonna marry. Who like there there's oh, he yeah, still has like I do a literal that. cult following. Yeah. Um, it's so dumb. Uh, he died November nineteenth, two thousand seventeen. Mm. Um, I don't remember when or why the swastika came about. I n- knew yeah. the story at one point. He, it was when he was That's in prison. Fun. He right. also got a ton of tattoos and stuff in prison, which yeah. is super weird. Cool, because they're just, just like, like Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that is the life and times of Charles Manson and oh, what, what he has to do with the Beach Boys. Uh, the, I probably, think Al met him once too. I think probably the most interesting part of the Beach Boys history, at least just in terms of like it being part of a larger, aside from Smile, like being the you know like most famous yeah. record that never was in music history. Right. Um, the Charles Manson connection, like, it's interesting that it didn't seem like it was a huge deal at the time because as a contemporary thing, it's definitely not like. I wouldn't say it's tainted their history exactly, but it's definitely like a a weird thing that like if you're talking to someone about the Beach Boys and they go, yeah, like, oh, weren't they like friends with Charles Manson? You have to be like, well, uh, but I mean, kind of, but not really like you kind of have to get defensive. The one who doesn't matter in in a weird way because he was. Denny was friends with him. I mean, I'm happy to hear that he beat him up once it got weird and everything, but. And stole his song, I guess, which is <laughs> kind of cool. Like in the yeah, end, at least to he steal didn't get his song and, on an album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and steal it and make it into a better song and make money off of it yeah. instead of crediting him. And like, yeah. so like it, it they kind of aren't 
bad people in it, but it's still just the optics of no, it are none not of it, good. There, there was no no malicious intent on Denny's part. He just wanted to fuck a lot of like, well, two young girls. Even but. even that alone though makes him too similar to Charlie Manson. Yeah. If you ask me. Um, they just the fact that they would just write sex songs with these and like girls. jam together in the sun really freaked me. Oh my me god! Out. Yeah, and the fact that he was the one who introduced them to. Tex Watson for one, mm-hmm. and then also the record producers that he was trying to murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not fantastic. It's not great, but uh, y- you know there was no ill will meant fr- coming from Denny. Yeah, you know it's there's, just yeah. There's a no weirdly like small part of their history that like gets blown up because I mean it is it deserves to be it's because examined. Like, the like, Manson thing very is like weird. such a big deal. Well, and also part of like he's the most famous cult leader of all time yeah well and part of his um history is the idea of him being a failed musician and so the fact that the beach boys were the only like real air quotes recording studio yeah he ever was in was in brian's home studio like that's pretty that's yeah yeah it's not great uh would you do me a favor again the optics are not good, even if the reality is <laughs> is a, a little more harmless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you do me a favor and play the third to the last song? The third to last song? Yeah. Boy, that's specific. Yeah. I'll try. I don't even know which one the third is. So you mean I have to go to the last song and count backwards from three? Yeah, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do my best. Okay. You got Rickroll, bitch. And that's been the uh, Beach Boys Boys. We've been your boys. Pete. And PJ. And you know what, PJ? Thank you for taking me on this wonderful Charles Manson yeah. journey that yeah. horrified me to no end. But there was some funny stuff. somehow made me sort of respect Denny a little bit yeah. and also made me wonder, what the fuck did Mike need to do in that shower in the middle of that party? <laughs> right? That's the biggest mystery of them he all. He was so sweaty. Or yeah. someone spilled hash on him and he had to yeah. go shower it off because he didn't want to smell like a doper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. so many unanswered questions. So many. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this depressing podcast about Charles Manson. It's At least we got some, had to some happen. goofs in there. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs>